What's up, fam, and welcome to the Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. This podcast is meant to give you easy, implementable, no BS advice to help make you stronger, more resilient, and bring out your inner badass to help you get back to doing the things you love with the people you love. I am your host, Dr. Tyler Bordick. I am a physical therapist, a strength conditioning coach, and co-owner of Inner Strength Physio Fitness Athletics in Pittsburgh. If you're ready, jump on the bus, buckle in, and let's rock and roll. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. I'm your host, Doc T, and we are here with episode 56, and this episode is titled Fitfluence BS, You Are Being Fed. Now, I did a similar podcast to this like three to four episodes ago where I talked about the five um, misleading things, basically five lies you're being told, but I wanted to go a little step further in a more specific direction with this one. So why did I pick this? Well, I'm reading a book right now, um, and it's a book on um, influence, basically, and it just really talks about uh, the many things that a lot of companies have done in the past for like marketing and the psychology around. It's a really good book. Um, and in the book, they talk about ways that a lot of companies try to persuade their audience. And it gets me really thinking as I'm reading this book how a lot of in the health and fitness industry we're no different um you know there's a lot of people that are trying to do certain things or use certain pictures or create certain scenarios or narratives to where it well persuades people to buy their product and unfortunately in a world where we are supposed to be helping people and making people healthier it actually does the exact opposite, and, I, and, I've, and I've talked with a few people uh, the last week who have mentioned having these interactions and unfortunately a lot of negative stories with people who have went down these rabbit holes and it's led them, again, in the wrong direction. So we're going to talk about, in my opinion, some fitfluence, when I say this, fitness influencer, just so you get it, uh, fitfluence BS that's out there. So, without further ado, I'm going to try not to rant too much throughout this, uh, but I can't promise anything. And I can't promise that one or two cuss words won't slip, So, but I'll try to be nice. Um, we want to keep this family show, right? BS number one, the need for excessive panels, workups, such as blood, tight, or, um, you know, blood workups, hormones, inflammation, metabolic micronutrients, stuff like that. Now, before anyone, especially if there's any practitioners out there that jump down my throat, let me be clear with this. I am not saying that you should not get any type of workup. If you're an athlete, if you're someone who is, you know, has kind of tried everything with a practitioner and nothing's really making sense, if you're someone who has a lot of ailments or symptoms that are really being a detriment to your life. And again, you've tried other holistic things that haven't worked, then sure, by all means. But the fact that there are people out there that are trying to lose, like either trying to lose weight or they're trying to get healthier, they're trying to get rid of pain, and they go to a practitioner's office and right away, right away, 
They make them do blood panels. They make them do hormone panels. They make them – they do inflammation testing. They do metabolic testing. They do um, you know, micronutrient testing, all of this stuff. It's, it's unnecessary. So let me give you for instance, and this is actually on the positive side of it. So again, as you all know, we work pretty closely with case-specific nutrition. I've went there a couple times thinking, you know, I've had a, I've, I have trouble getting below a certain leanness. Let's put it that way. And I've mentioned them a couple times about testing, and that could have easily sold me that I should do all of these testings because there's something wrong with my body. They didn't. We just tried different holistic methods. We tried a few diet variations. We tried um, some activity manipulation, stuff like that, and it worked. But there are people out there. I talked with someone the other day, and they're working with a nutritionist who this nutritionist has them doing all of these testings all the time. It just doesn't make – it's so – I mean if you have all this money and you just want to waste it away uh, just so you can say that you are top-notch health, well, you can do that, sure. Um, and again, if you're an athlete and you're someone who maybe you're – or if you're someone who – Within your family history, there's some issues. There's some, whether it's heart disease, whether it's respiratory problems, whether it's cancer. Then yes, you know, obviously, being, um, being proactive is important. But at the same time, if you walk into someone's office on the first day and they start laying out all this testing you need to do, please, for the love of God, run the other way, because again, fitness fluence. B.S. You are being fed. You don't need to do that stuff. You don't need to go through all this testing. There is nothing wrong with you. Okay, let me back up there. Don't make it seem like there is something completely wrong with you, that you have some sort of nutritional insufficiency or that you have some sort of inflammatory disease or immunodeficiency disease. Don't. Don't go down. It's very easy to convince yourself that you can go down that rabbit hole, and that's what people try to do. You go in those offices, and they try to convince you that you are sick and that you need them to help you. No, absolutely not. So and we'll go over a little bit more of that later, but just, again, don't listen to these people. You don't need to go through all that testing. Very few people need to go through all that testing. So, all right. BS number two, inflammation. Let's talk about inflammation. Now, I'm not saying inflammation doesn't exist. It does. Of course it does. It's a natural thing in the body. And I didn't really have a great way to word this, um, but this is people who preach inflammation-based preventatives. Let's put it that way. There we go. There's a good one. Inflammation-based preventatives. So number one, in anti-inflammatory diets. Now, this goes a whole interesting way. There, I talked to a woman yet, the other day who she was working with a nutritionist who told her that she shouldn't eat this. Didn't tell her why, just you shouldn't eat this. And she's like, I mean, I think it's because of inflammation or I'm, I'm not exactly sure. The other thing too with inflammation is that people – that people misrepresent what exactly inflammation is. People will wake up with joint pain and they'll think, ah, oh, it's probably that, you know, 
probably that sip of Diet Pepsi I had last night. Or maybe you aren't being active enough. Maybe you were too active. Maybe it was a lot of stress that day. Maybe you had some things pop up and that's why. You know, maybe you didn't sleep well. Maybe your hydration's off. Maybe those are the reasons. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's not inflammation from that. The other thing too is people talk about gut health. People like, oh, I'm, I'm gassy. I'm, I'm bloated. I must, there must be inflammation. Not quite. Um, the, there are certain things like certain vegetables and and uh, and certain foods that whenever you put them into your into your intestines, the the bacteria that's in there feeds on those, which creates gas, creates discomfort, creates bloating. In addition, there are also things like if you eat certain foods that make you drink a lot, it can create increased volume within your intestines, within your GI tract. That's why you are experiencing that bloating. It's not inflammation. But again, people will say, you know, do these detox systems and do this big, long, week-long fast to get rid of inflammation and do anti-inflammatory this and antioxidant that. I'm sorry. You need that stuff. That's how you live. That's how you adapt. So to go completely anti-inflammatory is impossible. And if you do, you're going to wither away anyhow. So again, don't listen to these, you know, and even, you know, these anti-inflammatory diets like I was talking about earlier. If you're, if you're someone who's sensitive to red meats for some reason, if you're someone who's sensitive to gluten, sensitive to dairy, Okay, totally get that. Like your body is sensitive to it. It makes you, you know, it will cause some inflammation, but you're not dying from inflammation. It's just creating a reaction. Now, if you want to get rid of any discomfort, then sure, maybe do eliminate some of those foods. But I know people will go on these full-on anti-inflammatory diets because they're tr- because they think that's going to be the magic pill. And that's what it all comes down to. This magic pill that's going to get you where you want to go. Because, again, somebody recommended or you read something about it. I'm going to say it again. Please, for the love of God, do not follow something based on just inflammation alone. You don't really know if it's inflammation unless you actually get checked. You know, there are there is testing done, blood testing, stuff like that that you can do for it. But, again, many times you don't have to go down that road. Just... Try the holistic methods first. So, all right. BS number three. Celebrities and models as spokespeople. Oh, this one gets me going. Um, you know, people, and we talked about this in that one podcast, people like to follow the specific diet or follow the specific workout program because this person said to do it and this person is ripped, or this person is famous, or this person is rich, or all the above. I hate to break it to you, more than likely, those people aren't doing that, what they say they're doing. There's, and there's always a genetic component. So here's a for instance. Um, years ago, I remember, before Tiger Woods got a, 
an iron thrown through the, the front of his Cadillac. Uh, he golfed for Nike. And I remember the common joke was that he's sponsored by Nike, but there is definitely not Nike in his golf bag. There's something else. But Nike sponsored Tiger. And so he would – in the commercials, he's using the, a Nike golf club. But you know what? Wasn't using those Nike golf clubs out in the golf course, can tell you that. And this is what a lot of other celebrities do. You know, I just saw um, Thor Love and Thunder. And I, I love Chris Helmsworth. I'm not going to take anything away from him. The guy does work hard. But if you think for any second that how he looks now, the build that he had during – I mean he looks massive in that movie. If you think that that is because of his workout routine and his diet – no. There's other supplementary things involved there. Let's just put it that way. And that's why he looks the way he does. Another one is like Tom Brady. He's a good for instance. Tom Brady has his TB12 brand and his way that he works out. And that's what makes him Tom Brady. I'm sorry. It's not what, that's not what makes him Tom Brady. Again, a lot of these people, a lot of these celebrities, a lot of these spokespeople – they don't actually use the product. They're, you got to realize they're getting paid to use that thing. So they're going to say it does all these great things. But that's, that's not why they're where they're at. Typically, it's genetics. Typically, it's some sort of, um, you know, they're, they're going out for a role or there's an, an event coming up, so they have to be in shape for that. So they do all this work for that. And then they kind of just let themselves go afterwards. If you look at – again, I'm going to use Thor. If you look at Chris Helmsworth, uh, most of the time – I mean he's built, but he's definitely not Thor. The only person who really looks like that is like The Rock. But again, The Rock is definitely not natural. Love you, Dwayne. Just saying. Uh, but again, when it comes to celebrities, do not listen to them and, and, what, they rep and what they say they represent or use. Because uh, more than likely they are not. They're getting paid. And, I mean, if someone came to you and said, I'll give you free protein shakes and all you got to do is shake your booty on Instagram with the tub, yeah, I would too. I would certainly shake my booty for that. So, all right. Fitfluence BS number four, storytellers. Oh, my storytellers. So, I was inspired initially by this because I watched um, a guy by the name of Lane Norton the other day. I've mentioned him in the past, and I love listening to his because him and I have very similar philosophies. Is there a confirmation bias there? Of course there is. But I do like listening to him because he's scientifically based, but then also he loves to really shoot down things like this that I'm talking about. And he brought up storytellers. And this is something that I have a really – I have a little bit of an issue with. So what I mean by storytellers is storytellers is that influencer or that public figure or that celebrity Instagram model, whatever you want to call it, who had success doing a certain thing and then they become the spokesman for that certain thing. And then all it is now is this anecdote about 
how they achieve said progress because of said product. I'm not taking anything away from those people. If you had success doing what you're doing, cool. Nothing wrong with that. The problem is these storytellers will use this to really grab onto your emotions. You, you listen to this sob story about how they were in this pit of a place, how they didn't feel like they were going to be able to get out, and we've all been there before. And then they turn around and they become the hero of the story because, you know, in the third act, you know, of every movie, the third act, the hero you think is not going to make it through, and then they come out better than ever, and then they defeat the enemy. And that's, that's the story they tell. And again, I'm not saying these stories aren't true, but it grabs you by the emotions. It makes you want to follow them. But again, that's the only, for many of them, that's the only tool they have is what led them to their success. So they're going to tell, so they're going to try to use you to do the exact same thing to get to your success. And then they're going to use all the positive stories to tell other people about those stories now granted of course no why would you post any negative things regarding your product or your service or what you do or about you why would you post negative that's obviously not gonna um, pull people in but in the world of health and wellness where there is so much science based to what we do just strictly going off of anecdotal evidence which is basically well, it worked for me, so that's why I do it. You can't go off anecdotal evidence, not in a science-based world. And again, there are people out there that, you know, again, I always pick on the keto diet because that's one of those diets. That I, I pick on it because I remember when I, I used to go through Instagram, right, and I used to always, like, reach out to people and try to help people on there. And it was amazing the people that did a keto diet lost weight and then that was their thing but when you look at their background they didn't even have they, they weren't even a certified personal trainer they didn't even take the time to get certified over a weekend to be a personal trainer they literally just did a diet and then told other people they did the diet and because they were a walking success story for the diet people followed them it makes no sense to me but i get it again it's the emotion they grab you they they grab you by the emotions and my big thing was about the storyteller portion is make sure when it comes to commercials, media, social media, whatever, that you keep your emotions in check. Because what a lot of people will do is they will try to tug at your heartstrings, tug at your emotion to pull you in, at your, especially at your lowest, and then make you follow them. And again, just be careful with that because if you're sitting there and you're – if you're only doing it because you're desperate, well, that's the problem. Now, if you're – if after – if like you look at the – before you even talk to the person, if you look at the system and you say, you know, this is for me. This is definitely what needs to work. It's going to work. And then you go and you talk to the person. You're like, oh, yeah, I definitely feel like this is going to work. Then, of course, say yes. A lot of times what happens with us, we – you know, we – People, we get on the phone with people. We have a ten-minute conversation with them, and they said, "I, you know, saw your website. I, this is exactly what I want to do. You know, can you help me?" We talk about, you know, all their needs. They come in, and if they feel like there's a fit, then we go forward with it. 
But if you feel like the whole time it's just they're just emotionally charging you the whole time toward a decision and you're still a little bit reluctant, that's a sign, my friend. So don't just follow storytellers. Number – Fitfluence BS number five, the, quote, stop eating this, end quote, phenomenon. Yeah, this one. If you ever come across people that say stop eating this, guess why they say that? Because stop eating this makes your brain go, whoo, what are they talking about? What should I stop eating? I bet this is that, that secret bullet, that one-stop pill that's going to get me where I want to go. And then you listen to them. They tell you these five foods, and you're like, oh, well, that's convincing. I'm not going to eat those five foods now. Here, again, talking about this one person I sat down with the other day. We went through a diet from a nutritionist, and her nutritionist pretty much scared her in a lot of things she couldn't eat. And the worst part is the nutritionist – and I'm not picking on nutritionists specifically, but the nutritionist that she was working with didn't really tell her why. When I asked the woman why she wasn't eating those things, it was really just, well, my nutritionist told me not to. And that's the thing. The stop eating this, and yes, maybe someone can give you a why, but let's you only have one life to live. Enjoy a little bit of it. Holy hell, don't just like stop eating everything. If, if you listened – actually, I stumbled upon his TikTok the other day. It was great. So this guy – Starts out with this plate, has two steaks on it, has some vegetables, and has some sweet potatoes on it. And he says, you know, all right, so I want to give you guys a little bit of tip of what I eat. And he talks about the steak, and then it goes to an influencer who says steak's bad for you. So the guy throws that away. And then he goes to his sweet potatoes about carbs, goes to a foot influencer. They talk about how carbs are bad with you. Throws the, car, uh, the sweet potatoes away. Then talks about vegetables. Surely enough, goes to someone who talks about how vegetables are, aren't good for you. Throws that away. Then just throws the plate away. And, you know, this is everywhere. There's People are always going to tell you that things are bad for you. And a, a, one food is not bad for you. Again, yes, moderation is key, sure. But, you know... People also confuse why they're having a certain thing. If you're – I always use um, this example with desserts. No one eats a dessert to get full. They eat a dessert because they love the taste of it. Well, I'm sorry, but after that one slice of a piece of pie or a cheesecake, you aren't – you ain't getting any more satisfied. You're just going to keep eating it until you feel like shit. There's my one cuss word for this podcast. <laughs> So when people say stop eating this, do not listen to them. If you wanna, we were at a um, we were at a gin event a few months ago, and one fellow raised his hand. He said, "I drink one can of Sprite every day, and I keep getting told how bad it is for me. Do you guys have any advice on what I could have instead?" And my advice to that guy was, "Why can't you drink it? Have that one Sprite." Now, if you're having multiple sprites a day, the issue can be the fact that, I mean, pop has 50-plus grams of carbs, sugar in it. So that's the issue. If you have four of those, that's 200 grams of carbs. That's just a little under what most people should have in a day. So, like, that's the issue there. 
But for the most part, you need to enjoy your eating. You need to enjoy what you're eating. But you need to have good wholesome choices with it too. Because you know, you need to get your fiber. You need to get your your the correct vitamins, the correct minerals. You need to get your electrolytes. You need to get um, the phytonutrients. You need all of that stuff within your diet. And you can't do that with just having one particular thing all day. So instead of stop eating this, start finding more things to eat up, more protein, more vegetables, things like that, more water. That's what's important. Don't listen to these stop eating this crap. All right, Fit Influence BS 5.5. I added a half in here. I, I had my list. I was ready to go. I logged on to do the podcast, and then this one struck me, and I just want to make it a .5. I'm going to make someone mad out there. Warning. Warning alert here. Doctors. I'm just going to say that. Doctors. There's this thing in the influence, persuasion, marketing world, whatever, that talks about authority. And where when an authoritative figure speaks, people tend to listen. They tend to trust them because they have knowledge, they have experience, and they know what they're doing. BS. I'm just going to say that right now. BS. Just because someone is a professional in something does not mean they know everything about it. Now, I don't mean to just pick on doctors here. This is really, this can be PTs, this can be chiros, this can be whatever. But a lot of times people will come to me and say their doctor told them to do this, but their doctor didn't tell them why. You know why? Because their doctor doesn't know why. Doesn't know why. He just heard it from somewhere, or like that's what he learned in school 50 years ago, or his book was 50 years old, and that's what he decided to preach to people. I'm sorry to tell you, most doctors don't know, I was going to use my other cuss word, don't know crap about weight loss, fat loss, health. I said most. I didn't say all. Most of them don't know. Most of them hear a scientific study here and there, and then they decide to cite that. And meanwhile, like, there's not really that much to back up what they say. But people, I get, I get people fight with me all the time about orth, about um, orthopedic issues. They'll come to me and they'll talk to me. And I'm not sitting here saying that I know everything. But they'll talk to me about their orthopedic uh, situation. And then they might go to their PCP and their PCP says something. And I will tell you, PCPs, most of them don't know anything because they need to know a lot of every, a lot, they need to know a little about a lot. So of course they don't know. I wouldn't expect them to. But people go to them and then they come back to me and they're like, well, my doctor said this. And completely goes against what I say. Or, you know, again, people go to an orthopedic surgeon who they really don't know that much about movement. They know about orthopedics. They don't know that much about movement. And then they come in and they're like, well, my doctor told me I shouldn't do this because moving that way is going to hurt me. Again, I'm not trying to pick on just doctors here, but the whole, like, doctors say something so you should listen, no, absolutely not. That's not the case either. Just because they're an authoritative figure – does not mean you should listen to them. You definitely need three, at least three opinions from reputable sources. I'll stop there because that's my point five. I don't want to go any farther with that. So as you guys know, I always love to end these episodes with three actionables. So here are my three actionables with my five BSs, my five and a half BSs. 
I'm not going to go back through the BSs because I don't want to keep going and ranting on them. Three, actual item number one, quit making big changes. People, like we've talked about with all five and a half BSs, people will hear something, it grabs them by the inside, they get emotionally tugged, they're in a really low moment in their life, so like this seems like the answer, and so they make a huge, huge change in their life. For most people, big changes don't last because it's easy to get yourself motivated at the moment. A month, two months later, when life gets in the way enough, it falls out. What you need to do is you need to slowly add to your current lifestyle, subtract a few things, but slowly add to your current lifestyle to make it sustainable. Don't follow, you know, don't do all these big workups and follow these big diets and restrictive things and do all this like big movement and all these huge workouts and, you know, take cold ice baths and sleep outside underneath the trees and do all these things, all this detoxing, like do all this stuff because those are all big things and your body's going to respond in a weird way. Again, add slowly. It's about the long game. It's about sustainability. Number two, quit aspiring to be other people. Now, I am going to fully admit that I am 100% guilty of this. There are people that I look at all the time that I think, hmm, if only I could look like that person. I'm human. I do it. Not, you know, during Thor Love and Thunder, whenever Chris Helmsworth robe gets flicked off it off of him. I'm a heterosexual male, and even I was questioning my choices at that moment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but no, like, there are moments like that where you're like, damn. And I get it. It's, it's very easy to look at other people and want to look like them or be like them. But you don't know where they started. You don't have their genetic makeup. You don't know the resources they have. And so it's really hard. It, it puts a lot of pressure and expectations on you to try to follow those people. So I'm not saying you can't have motivations and inspirations around you, but don't aspire to be anyone. Just aspire to be a better version of yourself. Actionable number three, success doesn't equal knowledge. This is in terms of doctors. This is in terms of storytellers. This is in terms of celebrities, of your friend, your neighbor. Just because they had success with something does not mean they're knowledgeable about it. Just because they have a really good story to tell does not mean they're a knowledgeable human being. It means that they did something that worked for them or they just hit that point in their life where they were at rock bottom and they something snapped. You hear that all the time, right? People said, I was in this situation and it just snapped. And I just snapped. Maybe that was them. Maybe their, their mindset really changed. But understand that you don't have to follow other people's success stories for yourself. You need to figure out what your own success story is. Yes, you can have help from other people, other knowledgeable, experienced people to help guide you there, but you need to figure out the best path for you because only you walk in your shoes every day. Guys, thank you so much. That was episode 56. If I offended everybody in this podcast... Sorry, but I'm not sorry. Um, 
This is not meant to be personal to anybody. This is meant if it did offend you, maybe you should look deep down inside and ask yourself, what are my true motives of promoting said product or service? Otherwise, for the rest of you, love you. Have a great day. See you again soon. Thank you all for checking out this week's episode of the Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. If you would like more content that is easily implementable and no BS, you can join our Facebook page at Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Podcast. Uh, To learn more about Inner Strength, visit our website at innerstrengthpgh.com or you can simply email us us at info at innerstrengthpgh.com. We have two locations in Pittsburgh right now. One is our West location in Coriopolis slash Robinson, PA, and our second location, which just recently opened, is in the South in Lawrence, PA, in the southern part of Pittsburgh. We also partner up with K-Specific Nutrition. They are a locally owned business full of dietitians, registered credentialed dietitians who can help you with just general nutrition, sports needs, and also medical information. You can also contact me at Tyler at innerstrengthpgh.com or check me out on social media at dr.tyler_bordic. underscore Thank you all again. We'll see you on next week's episode.